Hello, this is Jim Warner, and we are reading the Bible together in three years. Today, uh, I want to do a review of Leviticus. We've just finished this uh, book, which many uh, say is a little difficult to understand, and I even heard a friend say, why do we even read Leviticus? Well, there's an important reason. Let me quickly do a, a flyby, a, a quick pass over what we've looked at. Not everything, but the most important features. You know, it starts off by talking about the offerings. These were the offerings that the Israelites and the priests would make in the tabernacle. And we had the five different sacrifices, the burnt offering, offering which was uh, uh, pointing to complete consecration and dedication to the Lord, and that's what we need to do. There was the grain offering, or the thanksgiving offering, that was offered just to to give back to God and to be thankful for what he had done. There was the peace offering or the fellowship offering, which was symbolic of having renewed fellowship with God and with each other. There were the sin offering and the trespass offering that were offered for the forgiveness of sins. The first one was sins against God primarily, and the second one was uh, a sin that required restitution. And so as we look at these five uh, sacrifices, we see direct implications for us today. There was a section on the consecration of the priests, and we know in the New Testament that we are now priests of God, and we need to be consecrated for his service. There was a lot of information about what is clean and unclean, and we go to the New Testament, and it makes it very clear the kinds of thoughts and actions and attitudes that are clean and unclean. We need to make sure that we are staying holy, set apart, because God is holy. Sexual purity is a big deal in the Old Testament and it's very important now today. Uh, this is one of Satan's primary, primary temptations, and we need to avoid sexual immorality at all costs. Then we looked at the feasts, and there were the spring feasts and the fall feasts, and these were to look back to what God had done, but also to look forward. And we see that the spring feasts were ful uh, fulfilled uh, with the arrest, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and then the Holy Spirit coming down upon us. And then the fall feasts are most likely pointing forward to the return of Jesus Christ, and we have to wait to see how they will be fulfilled in the future. There was a look at the holy place in the tabernacle where there were three items, the candelabra, the table of bread, and the the altar of incense, and the, alt, the candelabra was a symbolic of Jesus being the light of the world and the Holy Spirit coming into our life and guiding us. The bread table was Jesus is the bread of life. He feeds us, he protects us, he provides for us primarily through his word. And then we have the altar of incense, which is where the prayers of the saints go up to God. This is where we pray for things in our life and for people in our life. And then we learned about the year of Jubilee. This was a every 50 years, they all the land reverted back to the original owner of the tribes. And this is really looking at now, you know, it doesn't matter what you've done. There's always a do-over. Jesus Christ will come in and change you. He'll forgive you and give you a new life. Uh, it is the year of Jubilee. And also, if people had debts, uh, a near relative could redeem them, could pay their debt and redeem them out of that slavery. And Jesus Christ came to redeem us 
by dying on the cross. And then it ended with the blessings and the curses. And even now that we're saved and, and members of God's family, we need to be obedient. And as Hebrews says, if we aren't, God will judge us. And the judgment comes in discipline, not threatening us, but just like a father, a loving father will discipline his children when they are disobedient to get them back on the right path. That's what God does in our lives. And then finally, uh, being true to our vows, vows to our spouse, vows to our friends, and especially vows to God. This is a rich book. It's full of, of, of symbols and uh, shadows and types of what's coming in the future. But I encourage you to, to come here often to look at some of these things and to see how they apply to your life. So that ends Leviticus. Uh, tomorrow we're going to go to the New Testament and we're going to look at some of the writings there. Until then, keep reading the Bible. It will change your life.